You're listening to The Deadly Dose, hosted by Harini Bott and Megan Gesner. Hey, Poison Pals, welcome back. If you follow Harini's TIL Science account on TikTok or Instagram, well, do we have some good news for you? Tomorrow, January 26th at noon Pacific time, Harini is officially launching her TIL Science YouTube channel. So if you are craving longer format videos with a deeper dive into the science stories that she tells on her Instagram account or TikTok, go check out her YouTube channel. Again, it launches tomorrow. We will post the link on our description for this episode. And if you go check out her Instagram or TikTok or even our Deadly Dose Pod official Instagram account, we'll have the link in our bio there as well. In regards to today's episode, we actually recorded this story several months ago upon our return from our Europe travels last summer. In the beginning, you'll hear us talk about this really cool moment that Harini and her husband got to experience involving F1 royalty Lewis Hamilton, and we didn't want you guys to miss out on that either. So enjoy this fun story at the beginning, and then enjoy the science. Um, she posted some videos of what she was up to on her. This was a, a honeymoon trip for her yes. and her husband. So There's some cool stuff. Like you guys went and saw some F1 race. Mm-hmm. Was it Brussels? Was it it Brussels? was in, yeah, it was in Belgium. It's in a small oh. town called Spa, like a farm town. It was gorgeous, okay, gorgeous, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, Louis Hamilton reposted. <laughs> Louis, or like, Louis. Louis, sorry, <laughs> Louis. See, that shows I don't know much about F1. Thank you for correcting yeah, me. Yeah. I try my best. I try to no, follow did. and follow her uh, TikTok videos. <laughs> um, but Louis Hamilton actually like posted your photo on his Instagram so account, cool. which is crazy. You guys were holding nuts. a sign. Yeah. That was like, we postponed our honeymoon for this race. And that's so dope. I My mouth dropped. I knew that meant so much to you. Yeah. It's like crazy. That was nuts. So I was literally, yeah. if you guys want the backstory to that, I was so sad, you guys. I was so sad mm-hmm. because Dave and I, because we had a four-day pass, I guess you could mm-hmm. call it, four-day tickets to the race. Uh, it technically starts on Thursday, but the race is on Sunday. So it's like a whole basically week of festivities. Felt like mm-hmm. a music festival. Like Armin Van Buren was there, like DJing. It was <laughs> yeah. Martin Garrix was there. That. It was like, what is going on? <laughs> it was kind of wild. Formula One money. That's money, and I think they're all yeah. Dutch too. So maybe that's oh why. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. they were why also they would there. Be there. Yeah, yeah. So it felt like a music festival more than like a racing, like a Formula One race. But I'm cool <laughs> with that. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So we were there, and we basically like stood outside the garage and slash where mm-hmm. the drivers were coming in, so we can get autographs and like photographs, things like that. And yeah. I saw Lewis every single damn day, <laughs> and I didn't get a single thing. And he, yeah. there were moments like where he saw me, he saw my sign, and all this stuff. So like he knew. Yeah. I say he knew who he, he must was. Have kept but... it in his brain. Yes. He must have seen you and been like, I'm going to make sure I hold this in my brain if I see a photo later. Absolutely. I'll no, I, I yeah. genuinely think that's the yeah. case because only for two reasons. I was wearing an outfit that really stood out. And yeah, you wore a bucket hat. I wore, I wore oh, it. That's dude. his bucket hat. His, the neon oh, green shit. bucket okay. hat. Yeah, so he like, knew that. 
I'm a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I'm a Lewis Hamilton yeah. fan specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had my checkered flag outfit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I had right. the the sign. So I'm like, there's so many different pinpoints where like you'll remember me. <laughs> I was like a traffic yeah, yeah, light, yeah. and so yeah, yeah. Uh, I made sure that was all like part of my marketing scheme. But mm-hmm. uh, so he saw me twice that day. He read he read my sign and the drivers parade, and he like read it. He was like, oh my gosh, like he was he like gave me all of that good love and so i was Aww. like this guy knows he remembers and then i got photographed a lot with dave with the sign so it just blew up and then that's i so went from rad. there but i didn't get i didn't know that though like i had no mm. idea that was going to happen um i didn't get his signature i didn't get a photo and i was really sad about it yeah. because to be honest like of all the races on the track like he is he is a celebrity like full-blown star so he's got security if you were yeah if you're a huge lebron james exactly like lebron reposting your photo on totally. Instagram. Like it's huge. It's huge. So it, yeah. and it's hard to get to him. So uh mm-hmm. he's got security with him. So it, it was a little bit of a long shot to get like a autograph or a photo mm-hmm. with him at that race. Uh so I was on the shitter when I found out. <laughs> I got back. We it was the worst day ever, Megan. Like we yeah. left Belgium and then we were traveling to Amsterdam. First of all, wait, was it then? Oh, so we we traveled. We're supposed to travel by train. That was my mm-hmm. suggestion. I was like, I would really like to not take planes. I want to mm. see Europe by train because yes, that's very yes. quintessential. Like ticket, European ticket travel. to ride. Ticket to, to ride. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know you guys love that game. Uh, I love that game. <laughs> so, I've never played it. We'll have to play it at your oh place. Oh my god. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Since you like going on trains anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got my ticket to ride, but not really because all mm. the trains to Amsterdam, which is where we're going to, were canceled because the every their boat boycotting they're on strike mm-hmm. all the train people were on strike only to amsterdam nowhere else everything else was oh. fine but it's just amsterdam so yeah we left at 10 a.m in the morning we did not get to our hotel until 9 30 p.m that night wow it took us that That's long a long day of travel it was a long day of traveling with all our yeah. suitcases because we had a lot of stuff um mm-hmm. and we had to take three different connections we missed one because if w- everything was delayed it was just a mess mm-hmm. all day yeah. dave and i were fighting as you do because you're just like i'm tired i'm hungry blah yeah. blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know travel travel brings out the worst in people oh yeah it's okay it's okay <laughs> it's okay it's our honeymoon we get to fight like cats and dogs mm-hmm. so <laughs> we finally get to the hotel i'm exhausted and mm-hmm. i'm just like what a day <laughs> And so I'm like, I'm like, finally get to a bathroom. I'm on the bathroom. I just like take some quiet time. That's my me time. I just yeah. shut the door yeah. quietly. I'm like, no one talks to me. <laughs> no one talks yeah, to yeah. me. And then I get a text from my brother and like a group chat with my sister-in-law mm-hmm. and Dave. And he's like, hey, Harini, Lewis Hamilton just reposted you with like the, the cool guy with the sunglasses emoji. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw it and I was just like yeah. screaming. I was shocked. It was like. The coolest moment. Coolest moment. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That is so Honeymoon cool. me. <laughs> I know. That's so cool. Now you guys aren't fighting. You're like, you yeah. know what? The day was good. It was a yeah. good day. No, literally. Like, <laughs> it, it literally made it all better because mm-hmm. he didn't just repost it. He wrote us a message. Like, he wrote us a personal yeah. message. I was blown away. Like, put time. Put time. To, like, yes. I'm like, that's better than a signature photo. Like, he posted us and right. people are seeing us like it was crazy like they was all day because he was like Padma Lakshmi knows who you are <laughs> yeah, top chef knows who you are other celebrities saw this I know so craziness yeah. I love that I it's serendipitous and yeah. I, I want to make it I'm my brain was like Lewis Hamilton is 
an all-seeing eye. He knew you guys Sorry were having wrong. a tough day. He's like, let me fix this. No, totally. I was like, they've even said, he's like, I think this was like a sign. Like we had a tough day. We fought a lot, mm. but you know, like love is love. <laughs> And, and he says that while while lo- looking lovingly at a picture of Lewis. Hamilton. No, literally, he did that. He was saying love that while rewatching love. the story. He's like, "Love is love, man." I'm like, "Shut up!" But we did go out that night. We're like, "Now we have to go out. We got to drink. We yeah, got to yeah. stay up all night." Love that. Got to make love up the time that. lost in Amsterdam. Yeah. We had a great time. Absolutely, that's great. So oh, shout out to Lewis Hamilton story. making yeah. our trip. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. So rad. Well, I will say one thing, and then we can go into the the story. I, mm-hmm. <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know what Formula One racing is or whatever, that's that's totally cool. Just speaking about uh, people who have a big platform or famous people, celebrities could be anybody, not just sports people. Yeah. For someone of his stature, who he's literally the top Formula One driving racer racer of all time currently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's a very accomplished person he's a sir he's got all these titles behind him right, right. and for him to take that time to make his fans feel acknowledged even on a race where i don't know if you guys know this he got out on the first lap like we went mm-hmm. all the way there <laughs> in person yeah. just to see him get out it, it sucks it totally sucks i'm not gonna yeah. sugarcoat it uh, and he understands that but even if he didn't get out that early like he is one person who i've seen consistently amongst even amongst all other sports people mm-hmm. celebrities who really takes the time and dedicates his time to his fans like he's one of the few people that's like i understand that i'm not really anybody without my fans like i can still race but they are the people that keep me going like it's you can't say for many other celebrities that your fans travel the world just to see you mm-hmm. you know right yeah. So I think yeah. it's really amazing that he acknowledges that. And he does so much for the sport, so so much for women in the sport and being mm-hmm. their advocates when no one else is speaking up. So yeah. shout out to you, my sir. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to try to like share this, DM him our, our preview of this episode yeah. on Instagram, see if he'll respond. See Probably. if he'll respond and give me and Megan tickets to the next race. Thank you. <laughs> Please, please. Yeah, I would love to go sometime. It looks Dude, really cool. I yeah, honestly I've learned so much through you. Yeah. I've learned so much about Formula One through you. It's really cool. Megan, you would love to go. It is like the who's who of people, like just to network yeah. there. Oh, nuts, yeah. Nuts. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, enough of that bullshit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's Harini's turn to tell this story. I'm yes. excited. Yes. Okay. So this is the story of itai itai disease, which Ooh. is the Japanese equivalent of saying "ouch ouch." Okay, yeah. Have you I heard was of like, this? This is in Japan. Yeah, yeah, sure. definitely in Japan. I've heard, I've heard it. I've heard the words. Okay, you have. I don't know what it entails. Okay, yeah. I, I guess I thought I watched a lot of anime or Japanese shows, but I had never heard yeah, yeah. of this word. So yeah. this is all new mm-hmm. to me. So. Mm-hmm. Itai Itai was something that Japanese mothers were screaming after World War II because they were Mm. in so much pain. But the Mm. doctors didn't know what was causing them all this pain. So this story takes place, and I want to say ahead of time, bear with me with all the Japanese words and names. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my best. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this story takes place in the Toyama Prefecture, which runs through the Jinzu River. And Mm -hmm. if you were to look at it on a map, Toyama Prefecture is in the central part of Japan, and it faces the sea. 
actually, if you search Jinzy River, it is a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Looking at it now. Yes. <laughs> Quickly researched that. <laughs> Megan yes. is so quick with those fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are five large rivers and 22 small and medium-sized rivers that run through just this prefecture. And about 30% of the rest of the land is natural forest. So because mm-hmm. of this abundance of natural surroundings, Toyama Prefecture is considered one of the best places to live in Japan. And I get it. If you look at those photos, it is gorgeous. The Jinzu River originates from the Northern Alps and runs through the center of the prefecture, as I said. And the central section of the river cuts through the Kamioka Mines and continues on through the Toyama Plains, through three other dams run by the Hokuriku Electric Power Company. And then finally, it pours into Toyama Bay. Water collected from the Jinzu River, from the Jinzu River dams, is used to water the rice fields in and around the prefecture. So everything just kind of flows in around the water itself in the river. The Kamioka mines are gold mines that go as far back as 710, but full scale mining for ore and silver started in 1589. After the Meiji Restoration of 1868, the new government ordered all mines of the Kamioka mining region to start mining lead and zinc with the new technology from Western Europe and the modern management in 1887. So demand for lead and zinc also grew during the Russo-Japanese War. And then, of course, after World War I broke out, it just continued to grow into production. Mm -hmm. And then by 1905, the Kamioka mines were ranked among the world's best mines. The volume of mining also increased, expanded to include sulfuric acid and then cadmium in 1944. So even post both world wars, the Kamioka mines flourished when other mines started to fall away and dissolve. Kamioka continued to grow in production all the way through 1985. But then the locals start to get sick. There's this strange disease that's starting to pop up at the downstream basin of the Jinzu River in 1912, and it was called by locals Itaitai Byo, which literally means ouch, ouch disease. This name came about, as I said in the beginning, because victims of the disease would cry out this word under the excruciating pain that they were experiencing. Mostly women were afflicted with this pain that was going through their entire body. And in more severe cases, people suffered broken bones when trying to move on their own. But at this time, people just thought of it as like a local disease in the Toyama prefecture. So no research was done into the disease until the 1950s. So Mm. there's a big stretch of time where nothing was done about this. Then in 1955, Shogo Hosoya announced that the disease was caused by a microorganism and that the disease Hmm. was new to Japan. And that was the first time that news of the Itaitai disease had spread throughout Japan. Like everyone in Japan has now known about it. It's not just contained in terms of Mm -hmm. information-wise in Mm -hmm. uh, the prefecture, Toyama prefecture. In 1956, a theory came forward that Itaitai disease was a form of osteomalacia or bone brittleness from malnutrition. But the outbreak was so concentrated in that area along the Jinzu River. So there had to be some sort of connection that they were missing, something to do with the water. Mm-hmm. So it could be a microorganism or it could not. So quickly that theory changed to announce mm-hmm. that the disease was caused by chronic cadmium poisoning found in mm-hmm. the water of the Jinzu River. The Ministry of Health and Welfare in, in 1968 officially announced that Itai disease was chronic cadmium poisoning. And it was. Mm-hmm. 
cadmium poisoning causes impaired kidney function. We'll get into more of this later, but just like a quick overview. And then that kidney function, that impaired kidney function will progress to osteomalacia. So that bone Mm -hmm. brittleness that they were experiencing. Victors, victims suffer from calcium deficiency that you would see with either old age, malnutrition, hormone imbalance, or when you're pregnant or breastfeeding, which is why mm. women were more affected by this. And the source of the cadmium was, of course, from the chemical mines. But this didn't just happen from 1912 onwards. Records show that from 1700 to 1850, mm. agricultural and drinking water were polluted by toxic waste from the Kamioka mines, which shows that water pollution from the mines existed from way before even the Meiji Restoration. Hmm. In fact, the pollution only got worse from 1890 onwards. Locals back in 1893, they complained. They were like, this water tastes funky. And (laughs) to basically calm the complaints, the mines introduced a toxic eliminator to remove the lead that was found around in the water. I mean, I don't know if they knew it it was toxic at the time, but Uh it was toxic. (laughs) Okay, wait. So so you're saying this eliminator itself was toxic. Correct. Not it okay, it wasn't it's not like again, referring back to my Minamata mm. thing, how they use like a fake I don't oh. know, filtration device. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's oh, this is an elimination device for toxins. No, this was it was a toxic <laughs> elimination. It was okay, a hardcore it. toxic eliminator. Got it. it. They were it was just adding more toxins correct. to the water. Okay, gotcha. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's just a toxic soup now at this point. So okay. I like I said, giving the benefit of the doubt, I guess, because I guess they didn't mm-hmm. really know that it was toxic at the time, is what I'm guessing. But anyways, yeah. that was what not made helpful. It- what made it toxic? Do you know what it I, was? They don't say. They don't say. Oh, God. <laughs> but the, the solution was toxic. So not yeah. it's not great. So It was probably just mercury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to make the yeah. whole river just silver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, to, yeah. So they did that. And as a result, heavy metals such as cadmium were deposited along the riverbed. And eventually, it starts to rest into the soil beneath the rice paddies. Oh. Mm. Not good because we know in the East we love our rice. We love our rice. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yes. Living in the West, I love oh, my yeah. rice. <laughs> Even in living in the West, I have to say, I'm not, I don't yeah. like rice. Oh, you've told me that. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. It's okay. Not it's even sad. basmati, huh? No. That's the OG and the, yeah. I, I'll, I'll just <laughs> slap it out of your hand. I don't want that. <laughs> not even, um, not even biryani? No. I know that's okay. I just, okay. I look at rice, I'm like, what a waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you I no. look at rice and I, I mean there are I, I sorry this is such a <laughs> I go through a love hate with rice okay. at the end of the day I'll always love rice sure. I will always appreciate it fuck that brown rice brown rice no oh, I like sorry. brown rice oh, no. I don't love okay, it but if I, I have came, to choose came, a brown of rice I came in really yeah I came in really hard at brown rice I don't know I just I am just like no no brown rice don't do shit for me no I get it anyway we get it love me some white rice <laughs> but my love hate thing with rice is that i'm like you know at the end of the day it's just a vehicle to put the good things yes. on top of yes like bread like correct, you know what i mean correct. but i'm like god i love bread too so <laughs> no, i love bread so whatever <laughs> yeah. the only two rice mm-hmm. dishes i guess i like is i don't i don't know if you've been here in san francisco but it's farmhouse thai they have this coconut rice that is mm. so good Ugh. So good. Is it okay when you say coconut rice? Is it like a fried rice or is it how it's steamed has coconut 
milk in it. It's like steamed with coconut milk. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. very yeah. freaking good. And it's flavored well. Like, I like a flavored rice. Like I I always go for like a garlic fried rice like at a Thai yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Like I will eat that okay. up all day. With- so you do like that, but not the biryani kind. No. I that those are the only two styles of rice that I'll eat. Like fried rice gotcha. or the coconut rice. So Yeah. If we do yeah. the I figured it would be the steamed coconut cuz again, Thai Thailand and yeah. share a border. Mm-hmm. So we do that too so in Malaysia. Good. Our fame, like the one of the national dishes, is nasi lemak, which mm-hmm. has it's a it's literally breakfast. It's a breakfast oh. food, but it's that coconut rice wrapped in banana leaves, so good, and other toppings like inside the oh, banana leaf with it. That sounds delicious. Divine. That sounds so good. so good. Yeah, I'll eat that with, all day. Um, is it like with fruits or like nuts or raisins and things like that or no? Usually it is some sort of sambal, like okay. spicy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so it's a savory. A Oh, yeah. Their breakfast in Malaysia is like lunch here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah. Savory all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always savory. <laughs> so it's like some. sometimes there's a hard-boiled egg in it, mm-hmm. but usually it's peanuts with like fried anchovies. We love our like fried little fishies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sambal. Um, okay, so yeah. Like red chili. Right, right. Damn. And the shit always makes me shit in the morning. Oh, that's for sure. Who needs coffee? But you know what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what the worst part is? And then you drink this this Milo. You have Milo Milo in India? I don't think so. No? What is that? There's always like a soccer player. It's a green <laughs> bottle. Anyway, it's an ex- export of Malaysia or whatever. But okay. it's literally like it's like a Nestle powder drink. Yeah. But sometimes it comes like fully made in yep. a, a carton already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, I, when I was a kid, I'd drink this milky ass chocolate Milo in the morning with this spicy sambal so fish good. rice. So good. Man, I would just explode. <laughs> everything's churning oh at that my point. god dude yeah i loved it loved all the flavors dude that's home that's how you know you're home that's home, that's home yeah. food <laughs> that's what every time anyway. i every time i go home now and my mom makes me indian food like some yeah. like we call it sambar which i think is very yeah, simple yeah. similar mm-hmm. oh i just explode i'm like oh my god and my mom's like <laughs> i didn't do anything like this is just normal food i'm like no 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 yeah. no like when i haven't had that in a while my body's not used to it but i welcome yes. it it's a good cleanse <laughs> right exactly okay, like I know what it's, it tastes so good going in. Yeah. It hurts like a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the it's hot worth shits. it uh, every time. Anyway, let's get back yeah, to yeah, the yeah, cadmium sorry, 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 rice. Yeah. The rice that's getting tainted by like minerals <laughs> Freaking and Freaking poisons and, and heavy okay. metals. Yes. Yeah. So as I said, the cadmium cont- is contaminated in the soil mm-hmm. and in the rice paddy fields. And then people would eat the rice and drink the water. So it's just like this double whammy, unfortunately. And we all know in Japan – Rice is a staple dish, just like so many East Asian countries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The cadmium was absorbed by the rice three times more than the zinc, lead, or copper. And the soil contained 4.85 parts per million of cadmium compared to 0.34 parts per million of just normal soil. So that's nearly Mm -hmm. 14 times as much. Cadmium affects your bones, and that's why the disease is more severe in women than men. The victims had severe bone pain. I mean, I I don't want to gloss over that. Can you mm. imagine having pain in your bones? Like, what is that? Yeah. I can't even imagine what that feels like or what that would start to feel like. And that I'm thinking of the phrase like feeling chilled to your bones mm. and feeling the cold in your bones. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I can't. It's like one of the most indescribable types of pain that there is. So totally. Yeah. Even if someone has like minor arthritis, I yes. feel for them. I've yes. never experienced arthritis, but for some reason, I know that shit hurts. Yeah. Like I just know that hurts. Yep. And I think um, my mom, I guess, kind of has some carpal tunnel issues Ugh, or whatever. Yeah. 
or she's always had like issues with her hands because she's always lifting heavy shit when she just shouldn't be mother. <laughs> yeah. That said, it's one of those pains. She, she always explained it the best way. It's one of those pains where you are feeling it so much all the time, but no one can see it yeah. because it's not external. Yep. Right. It, that's such a good point. And that's what people were saying about the disease is it was that was partly why it was so hard to pinpoint because mm. no one could see it. These people yeah. were literally having their bones break beneath mm. in their bodies and were like, okay. I mean, obviously you can see a bone breaking, but they didn't understand sure, why. Sure. And they right, couldn't understand right. why they were in pain. If their bones weren't breaking, they weren't there at that point yet. They were still so much in pain internally. Like, I don't know how to help you because I don't yeah. understand what this what's causing this. Right, right. So yeah, they're having pain in their back, their shoulders, their knee joints, very similar to rheumatism or uh, Mm -hmm. arthritis, neuralgia or neuritis. The slightest stress can cause painful bone fractures. So simple tasks like holding a jug of water or even getting Mm -hmm. up from your bed to go to the bathroom was dangerous. So Mm -hmm. most people who reflected just had to stay in bed. Mm. It died killed about 50% of its 200 victims among the 24,000 Japanese who lived along the river. That may not yeah. sound like much, but I, to be honest, when I was reading the story, I was like, I did not expect to hear that people died from this. I expected mm. people to be very sick because I'm thinking like chronic poisoning. I'm like, you're probably just very, very ill, but right. people died. Uh, mm. So apparently a while back in the U.S., so we had mm. cadmium plated containers for food and juices, mm. et cetera, mm-hmm. until people started to get violently sick from drinking from cadmium plated lemonade containers, et cetera. And so mm-hmm. then they banned all of that, of course. They banned cadmium use in any food industry because cadmium is supposed to be the most deadly heavy metal in the food industry. It is mm. cadmium poisoning happens through food. Like if you're gonna get sick with it, it's probably because you ingested something. It is, and that's why it's so dangerous to humans, especially. Mm. So we have to be very cautious about what we're doing in our practices, our best practices in the food industry, the drinking industry, etc. So, and the reason for that is because cadmium is so soluble and it's hard to taste and detect. So that's why it got absorbed by those unpolished rice grains so quickly and mm. was concentrated in there. So it is quite easy to consume food or drink for a while and not notice anything as well. And it just keeps happening. You keep eating it, you keep drinking it, and you're just getting the slow chronic cadmium poisoning. How did it impact pregnant women? Anything about that? Anything in terms of like breast milk transfer too? I'm sure there's got to be Oh some- yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's definitely mm-hmm. breast, milk tr- breast milk transfer. As far as um, the women afflicted, they did mm-hmm. say the majority of the women who died or were afflicted heavily were older women. So like in their mm-hmm. 50s or 60s. Why is that? Because they already were on their way to having poor bone health. That's just something that right, happens right. with age with women. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. were more susceptible to cadmium issues. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as it being passed down, that's to my knowledge, that isn't the case because it mm-hmm. is a more slow, chronic situation. Uh, I will double check that, but my educated guess is that it did not pass down. But for breast milk, definitely it mm-hmm. would get to the baby. But right. again, considering the situation, it's not like lead poisoning where it can mm-hmm. cause like uh, brain abnormalities and issues mm-hmm. with growth, um, even development. This is more mm-hmm. um, with your – I guess it could ish- – cause issues with your bones because it's it's your bone development but there wasn't anything that i could see from the sources gotcha from the majority of the source it seems like it happened mostly in 
older people slash gotcha. women in general. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the, obviously there are repercussions. They issued a lot of safety regulations, industry standards. Mm-hmm you know, all of the rest. Uh, there were trials that went on. I didn't go into all of that, but there were trials that happened, of course, to compensate mm-hmm. these people, not just the people who uh, were victims, but also the families of the victims who died as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I could read, the settlement or whatever the outcome was, was not something that was that people were satisfied with. So it seems to mm-hmm. be something that they're still fighting for, or at least raising awareness about. But at this point in time, it is a non-issue. Um, gotcha. Yes. But it's just a really yeah. interesting – I mean, the title itself, the disease name itself caught my eye. And I was like, this is very mm-hmm. interesting. It's the environmental disaster that happened in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought it was just like a good little story. So I wanted to bring it to the yeah. pod. No, it is good. I'm remembering now. I've heard the term Itai Itai disease just in general, mm. not knowing what it was. But when I did do research on Minamata disease, Itai Itai did come oh, up. Oh, really? Because it is part of what is known as, there's a name for this. It's called the Four Big Pollution Disasters mm. of Japan. Okay. And so it's in this category as like a historical moment where there's a big pollution disaster that happened know. in Japan. Two of them are methylmercury related. Mm-hmm. They're both Minamata disease related. Remember in yeah. the story, like there was the one in Minamata Bay and then there was one somewhere else that had the same methyl mercury poisoning. They just called it Minamata disease in right both areas. Right. And then there is Yokaichi asthma, which we can oh. probably talk about in another ep- episode because that's t- completely different yeah. from what I'm seeing here. So Itaiti it is cadmium, Minamata is methyl mercury. And then we'll, if you want to look ahead, yeah. I guess we'll, <laughs> one day we'll talk about Yokaichi, but it's yeah. air pollution Interesting. Um, from a certain toxin. But hmm. yeah, so Japan. And I, I bet you they all happen during the same time. I'm sure. You mentioned that this like kind of had a big uptick in the 1950s, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? That's and it, it happened. That's the exact same time where minimum disease was starting to get big too exactly or, or get worse too yeah. yeah and i think even for minimata disease correct me wrong it it was still happening in the background for a long time yeah. before that right it's same yeah same exactly yeah. same exact thing as itai itai exactly what you said which was even though people were complaining mm-hmm. it like kind of kept happening mm-hmm. and it just kept getting worse and then they tried to do like the adding the toxin <laughs> the the filter not the filtration but whatever the fake but filtration it, the, yeah the toxin <laughs> just made it more toxic um that's a wild yes yeah. so it's the same thing I'm wow like, you know, this could have been a series gonna learn i know <laughs> yeah, yeah. The so. environmental disasters. I honestly, when I thought of Minamata disease when you did this, but I also mm-hmm. thought of the Ohio River fire. It, mm-hmm. Just the pollution that happens in our water in general. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. This is a short and Very sweet one. All right. On to the well, antidote. Yes. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. So much I forgot what it's called. <laughs> it's been I that know, long. Um, okay. I will start. Um, my antidote is that I was very lucky enough to take a holiday. Um, for a week I went to, um, it was a total of three days in London and a total of three days in Portugal, but the London days were spread out. Um, Portugal was like in the middle of my trip essentially. Okay. But my antidote is I got to visit my friend, Sarah Yee. She and I grew up together. We were um, high school fencing friends. And we've just stayed in touch throughout all of college, throughout her moving to the UK, all of that. So cool. So I think that was truly the highlight. Like I 
when I booked tickets for this trip, I was like, I know this will be my first time in Europe. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, my priority was her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because I haven't seen her in so long. So it was just really nice to reunite with a friend. And I'm lucky that I even got to do that. Um, And we, I mean, in my opinion, I thought we were good travel buddies. And that's such a cool thing when you haven't seen someone a long time. You know, you could be a little anxious of like, we're going on a, we're technically doing a mini trip together. Totally. Who knows? Like, it would be a shame (laughs) if there was like tension or a fight. But I think it went so well. So happy. And I had such a good time hanging out with her and catching up with her. So Um, cool. That's nice. That's that sounds so fun. So fun. My answer, of course, is gonna be my vacation or honeymoon to Europe. It was just there's too many too much to count of like fun stuff that we did. Um, but I will I it's funny because if you ask my husband, if you ask Dave's highlight versus mine, I already know what his highlight's gonna be. His highlight mm. is food. <laughs> the food Yeah, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> his highlight was this dessert we had. Like the look on his face, like I could tell he just had stars in his eyes and he was sent to Mars like immediately. He was just what like What was his uh... favorite um food experience? <laughs> like was there a particular country? Because you guys went to multiple countries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. well, the the star-studded dish I'm referring to was actually in England, which is not, Ooh, I wouldn't say it's known for okay. their food, but sorry, I mean, sorry, my English friends. Great, they, I, I mean, I was in London and we didn't eat any traditional English food. Oh, also. no. We had, we only ate Bangladeshi, oh, Thai, yeah, yeah. Um, Burmese, Oof. and all that food was bomb. Even Malay. I had some Malay oh, food. Oh, you did? Okay. Bomb. Good. So good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. We had Indian food as you must. Yeah. You must. You can't go to England and not have Indian food. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so he had – we had sticky toffee pudding for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Never had it before. Have seen it on the Great British Bake Off a million freaking times. I'm like mm-hmm. – I look at that stuff. I'm like, that looks nasty. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll never order that. But then we like went to England. It was like – I wasn't like really feeling the other – dishes desserts and i was like let's do this the best part i will say like for me my highlight there's so many things but that hotel slash inn that we stayed at in the english countryside Mm. is literally my dream like my Mm. apps i told dave after this like i want to open up an inn with my girlfriends and just run run an inn one day because i'm hospitable i am a host Mm -hmm. i have Mm -hmm. an eye for decor why the fuck not (laughs) so It just the coolest place. It had the coolest. It was basically like it was a cottage. It was someone's home at some point, like an mm-hmm. you know, like almost like an old English estate type of thing. But they had mm-hmm. turned into like a bed and breakfast, and it's mm-hmm. so aesthetically well done. And there was it felt like you're at someone's home, truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so they have a restaurant that is in the greenhouse area, like a sunroom, mm-hmm. very well done, put together. And so we got um, we were playing Scrabble. So we, they have all these board games. So we brought me and they were playing Scrabble every night and trying to like compete against each other. So we brought Scrabble into like the bar and then mm-hmm. we ordered Suki Toffee pudding with some port, dessert port with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he ate. And it was just like stars flying. I ate it. Stars flying. Everything was great. <laughs> Everything was great. I was losing. And that made me forget that I was losing. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think that was definitely my highlight because I think I had Aww. envisioned in my head for so long, mm-hmm. like, going to the English countryside and experiencing that right. because my mom would bring me home books from the library that were set. Mm-hmm. They're like all these murder mysteries or yeah, yeah, yeah. detective stories that were set right. in the countryside. And we literally mm-hmm. got to go to like where 
this story was set. And so mm-hmm. I was like, it was like a dream come true. I was like, I don't want to ever leave. It was really fun. Yeah. So that was my That's highlight. so great. I'm honestly surprised because that was really early in your trip. It was the very yeah. first place we went. That's so that's dope though that like the, your first place you went is like what stayed in your memory the yeah. most in terms of like this is your favorite moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was that's just like really it's like I think maybe part of it was like you know when the beginning of your trip is like it's so full of promise. There's so much that's ahead true. of you. But I think yeah. truly like that place has, just holds a very special place in my heart. I just felt really good being there and every yeah. I love the people I got to know them and got right. to talk to them it just felt like you're kind of hanging out with family yeah so did it, it feel nice. like the most did it feel like the most intimate place you guys stayed in throughout your whole trip like I think really, so like getting to know the locals sort exactly of yeah. I think that was yeah. that was my most intimate part of the trip as well as being in Belgium for the race because it was mm-hmm. four days like we right. saw the same people all, like over pretty much over, yeah. all four days and there's like 300,000 people there. Like, yeah. I don't know how that happened, but we like got yeah. to know people. Like we like hung out with people and mm-hmm. everyone was just, it was just kind of cool to be in a place where everyone is there for the same thing. Yeah. And camping yeah. out, like people were like camping out for four days and in their RVs, it felt like if you guys are into Harry Potter, it felt like the Quidditch world cup where mm-hmm. everyone's just like mm-hmm. hanging out in tents and just yeah. after the race, they're just drinking together and partying and doing Aww. whatever. It was like really yeah. good feel good vibes so yeah. uh, that was another moment a part of the trip yeah. where it felt very intimate yeah so de- yeah it definitely <clears throat> sounds like like community-based moments yeah where you got to know people yeah were highlights absolutely i love that absolutely. i would i would probably feel the same way i mean yeah. I, like i said like my my favorite moment was when we we're interacting with the waiter and i guess laugh that's the community like, moment yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like just getting to feel like you're very like part of where you are right then right. and there, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Lovely. <sighs> All right. Time to go back. <laughs> I know. Back to reality. <laughs> oh, what is it? What is that song? Every like when on the plane ride home, they've kept singing back to life, back yeah. to, reality. to reality. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was so annoyed. Very good. So that's that's the theme of the day. Back to life, back to reality. Back. To <laughs> all right guys okay. time to wrap up this episode okay. it was a good one so we'll see you next time and until then don't risk it for that caddy rice biscuit <laughs> Ooh, good pod. I love a good pod. there we all go right. okay bye, bye. <laughs>